This is CliffCentral.com. So, uh, speaking of Anthea, we're going to get Henry Biddle come in here in a minute. He is going to talk to us about some of the things that are going on in the um, in, in commerce and the economy at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out about some of the IPOs. We'll find out about a term called operating leverage. And here he is, standing in for Anthea this morning. Henry Biddlecombe, how are you, Henry? Nice Hi, to see you guys. again. Yeah, good, man. Very, very good. What's happening? It, it's just uh, it feels like when it gets colder, five thirty in the morning is uh, it's horrible, huh? It's an increasingly difficult time to get up. I don't yeah. know how you guys do it. Trust me, actually. it never gets better, and yeah. they say it's always coldest before the dawn. But how do you sound intelligent so early in the I morning? Do, uh, do I sound intelligent? That's <laughs> debatable. Does it sound intelligent ever? <laughs> no, I don't even sound intelligent when it's balmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a um, few things we wanted to talk to you about this morning. Mm. You introduced this term um, and said we need to know what operating leverage is. Yeah. What the hell is operating leverage? Let's yeah. learn. It sounds like a really boring accounting term, yeah. doesn't it? But what and, is it? And it kind of is, um, except at a time like this. So normally when you're investing in the market, um, you would think that you'd be looking for – High quality defensive companies, which can kind of see themselves through difficult times, wouldn't you? But yeah. we now find ourselves in a fairly interesting position in the South African market. So at some point in time, the cycle has to turn. Yeah. And, um, the interesting thing about when a cycle troughs is that it's not the, the quality names that do the best. It's actually the low quality names that do the best. And that's because they've been beaten up the most. And what operating leverage refers to is that trend where your revenue line isn't growing. Yeah. Your expenses are, and your margins are getting compressed. So a lot of your listeners who are business. So in other owners, words, it sounds like an awful situation to be in. An awful situation to be in. Exactly right. And your prof- profits get squeezed by more yeah. and more every year. And of course, there are a number of South African businesses which are in that position right now. Sure. Um, and an example that I like to use is actually MassMart. And that's the parent company of brands that we all know. It's Game. Mm-hmm. It's Macro. It's Builders Warehouse. So, I mean, if I were to ask you guys with 440 stores across 13 countries on the African continent, how much money do they make on an annual basis? If you were to thumb suck it, net profit per annum. I don't know, 200 odd million. Okay, so that's that's a pretty good guess, actually. Um, <laughs> really? So, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, it's, it's almost spot on. So, I think this year they'll make about 350. But that's an incredibly low number, mm. considering that two or three years ago, they made around one and a half billion rand. Oh, wow. All right, so, they've suffered from negative operating leverage. But the interesting right. thing is now, if South African consumers just start to, start to spend even a little bit more, they start to make a lot more profit. Basically, what you're saying is almost like if someone has a terrible reputation and then someone says, wow, but they, I've met them and they're not such a bad guy. And they don't murder you. It goes a long way. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly right. So it's, it's trying to make the most of a really terrible situation, Henry. <laughs> this is – okay. This is interesting. There's even an accounting term for reputation management when you've got no reputation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a- another great example, and it's one that, that everyone will be familiar with, is um, Toho Sun Holdings. So they're the guys mm. who own Monte Casino, right. Silver Star, um, Gold Reef City. And they've just appointed new CEO as well, haven't they? They have. They have. But we did a little bit of an analysis the other day. Now, if people just spend 10% more in the casino, which of this space <laughs> isn't a hell of a lot more, is it? It's another 10 mm. rand on your 100. Their profits will go up 40%. And Which sh- will look great. It will look great, and I think the share will go up by as much. Um, You're not encouraging gambling, by the way. You're just saying <laughs> if that had to happen. Well, if you are going to gamble, buy some Toko Sun shares. <laughs> Please get some of them. Right, there. exactly. Yeah. Um, in other words, also, when things are bad, any good news makes you feel better. Precisely. And- so what, what, are the, what, are, what is the current state? Because we, we often talk about retail companies with Anthea. I mean, from your point of view, and you analyze a lot of these companies in your daily 
goings on and you decide where to put money and where to take money away. What, what do you, what's your prognosis on things? So it's, it's pretty dire out there. Um, and up until now, we've kind of favored the more defensive companies. So a company like Diskem or Clicks, for example, which sell the stuff that we're all going to buy, whether we're making a more or less money, right? right? And it's really the guys who sell the stuff that we can afford to defer that mm-hmm. have been doing badly. And it's typically your fashion retailers, like your mm-hmm. Fashini Group or your, or your Trueworth. And they've really been battling to grow their revenue line. Um, but like I said before, there will come a time um, when it makes sense to shift back into those names because ultimately those are the guys that will capture more of the upside um, if people start to spend more money. Correct. Yeah. All right. And then, you know, any any real alarm bells ringing for you? Are there any companies that are in such severe trouble that they may not be around in a year or two's time according to – you know, balance sheets and general word on the street. Do you, well, there's, there have been a couple of them on the JSC lately, haven't there? I mean, there's been EOH and we, you know, we're hearing horrible things. Horrible things. Mm-hmm. So they seem to be managing their way through it. Another okay. one the, the other day that came through was Omnia. They told the, the market two months ago that they wouldn't need to raise more money from the market. Now all of a sudden they need to raise two billion rand. This against the market cap of three billion yeah. rand. So it's very dilutive to, to current shareholders. And then the other one, of course, is the sugar producer, Tongat. Oh. Um, it seems like there's been some malfeasance there on the financial side um so we're not quite sure what the impact will be we're only going to find out towards the latter half of the year and that shares come down from 180 rand to 18 rand so the jc's been That's a pretty incredible. scary place to be over the last couple of years actually. i heard the other day that um jamie oliver's restaurants have gone bang as well i'm um, not jamie oliver he's still got some money but mm. his restaurant chain has folded that's right. Um, so they've been trading in a very difficult environment in the UK. I don't know if you guys have been watching the famous brand share price, but they also bought a burger restaurant chain there called um, Gourmet Burger Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing, actually. The year they bought it, they made six and a half million pounds in operating profit. The year after that, it lost one and a half million pounds. It's now losing four and a half million pounds. Is that now. as a result of market forces or mismanagement? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, probably. Um, but market conditions there are just awful. Sure. Um, people aren't spending. Um, there's been a flurry of restaurant openings. And, of course, um, when the traffic goes down, uh, that's bad for profits. We're seeing a lot of, of IPOs, um, new listings of, of tech companies in the U.S. at the moment. I don't know whether to get excited about these things anymore because everyone's looking for the next big unicorn. But frankly, there isn't that much new going on in the markets, and and the big guys are so established that whenever they see anything happening, long before it can it can list, they buy it up. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's obviously a space that we get asked a lot of questions about by our clients, and that's actually what I want why I wanted to bring it up this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point I'd want to make to the listeners is that sometimes you have to separate an exciting story from the investment case, because often a good story doesn't necessarily equate to a good investment. Yeah, because people hear a good idea and they go, oh, "I've got to put money into that idea," but actually, they haven't done any due diligence on the numbers yet. Maybe there's just no chance that money can be can be made out of a business like that. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, in the earlier stages of a business, sometimes you kind of have to take a view. I mean, sure. ultimately, you have to take a risk to make money. Sure. Um, and a good example lately has been Beyond Meat. I don't know how what is Beyond guys. Meat? Is that, are the, these the guys who make artificial meat? Those are the guys. Ah. Those are the in guys. In a lab, they, they 3D print meat and so on? That's right. So they've got some celebrity investors behind them, and one of which in, includes Bill Gates. Okay. Um, so people recognize the importance of replacing your traditional meat supply chain with something else. Yeah, I like uh, that. Obviously, it's driven by health concerns, but also mostly environmental concerns. You know, cows ultimately are bad for the environment. Well, they, f- they fart. Really. They fart a lot, right? Mm. <laughs> it's an awkward conversation, really. You know, all the environmentalists just kind of shimmy past that one, and they say, oh, well, you know, that's it's more about 
you driving your cars and you're using plastic straws and that kind of, it's really not, it's about cars. It's about the cows. Yeah. So these guys have come up with a way to make a burger patty from pea protein, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and the That's value- not human pea, human No, pus. no. Yes. It's pea as in P-E-A. The vegetable, yeah. and, the tiny little green And one. That, that science has actually been around for a long time. Yes. Um, it's used in creating hypoallergenic food for, for, for pets. Hmm. It's using okay. pea protein. That's right. The trick has been making it somewhat edible, which mm. it is. And, and people actually say that it's quite good. All right. Um, the problem is the valuation of this thing's run right away from, from reality. So it listed at $25. It's now trading at 105. Um, that puts it at around 70 times sales, not profits, sales, which is an extremely high number. It's dangerous. They can't sustain that. It's dangerous territory. So <clears throat> I'd stay away from it just on that basis. Um, but also there's a guy in the States who's come out with a story where he's, he's analyzed the sort of health benefits of this patty. Um, and it has a high amount of canola oil, mm-hmm. which I'm told is very bad for you. Oh. It also has weird things like wood fiber in it to make the texture more sort of realistic. Mm. Um, Eating wood fi- fibers is never really a good idea. Doesn't no. sound like a good never idea. Never chewed on a piece of wood and thought no. I need more of that. <laughs> no. Sure. No. So long story short, it turns out that actually maybe although this might be good for the environment, might not be so so good for you. Yeah. Um, and God's better really at making meat than we are. He is. He is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're trying. We're getting we're getting closer, but some of the stuff sounds very ugly. Mm-hmm. It does. But the point to make from an investor's perspective is that um the shares really Pricing in more than perfection, okay. and you've got a very early stage story which could change, you know, depending on sure. new information that and comes. And with through. all of this money that they've been given since they've listed, obviously people are going to use that for research. They're going to find ways to improve the recipe, and maybe we will end up with this uh, very good artificial meat soon. Yeah, and maybe someone else will, will will bring it to the market. Right, it might not be them. Yeah, they might develop all the technology. They might do all the hard yards, and then someone steals it out from under them and starts making it. That's exactly right. Um, so that's a share that I'd be wary of, uh, okay. and it is one that the people are asking a lot about at the moment. Um, but generally speaking, uh, you know, it, it, you spoke about it earlier. It's, it, it's, it's always exciting to invest in the next hot IPO, um, and there seems to be a flurry of them coming out of the tech space at the moment. But um, you need to be careful about how you think about these things. Um, and at the end of the day, you need to make sure that the story is grounded in good economics. Okay, very, very good. Anything else on your agenda today? What are you going to be busy with? So right now, Gareth, we're just waiting to we're waiting for green shoots to appear. We're waiting for consumers to start spending money. I want to hear companies like Trueworths and Mr. Price telling us that people are coming back into their stores, that they're taking out more credit, they're spending more money on clothes. Are people even in the shopping malls? Because there are some of them that are, that are doing better than okay. I mean, you see some shops are always busy. There are others that are like a ghost town. Um, I went into Mall of Africa a while ago because I had a meeting there. Yep. And look, it was in the middle of the week and it was in the middle of the day. And I doubt very much that that's everybody's favorite time to go to a huge shopping mall that isn't really close to anything. But it was very, very quiet. Well, you know, when you look at listed property companies, um, you look at the yield, which is kind of like the P.E. ratio, yeah. but it's the inverse. So the higher the yield, the cheaper it is. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a bit of a strange concept to get used to, but the point to make is over time, South African retail shopping centers have traded at yields of between 5 and 6%. Okay. They're now sitting at 10 What that means is that people are almost paying half the price for those property stocks that they were just a couple of years so ago. So if you're renting a, you know, a shop space… Um, it's going to cost you much less now than it much did. less now. And in fact, in a lot of cases, retailers are paying um, less on an annual basis than they were 
Hmm. Rental charges are actually going down. But don't be mistaken and think that's a good thing. Well, it's not a good thing for the property owners. I suppose it's a good thing for the retailer. Yeah, but even uh, so, maybe it's because they're on feet moving ah, through it. But exactly right. It's a function of revenue as well. So it's, 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 it's ugly out there and your perception is probably spot on. All right. Well, it's always good to catch up with you. Thank you, Henry. All right, guys. Good stuff. Henry Billicombe and uh, the money shot this morning. Anthea will be back. Did you hear from Anthea? Did you see any of those pictures of her running her backside off? I did. Oh. I did. It's, it's, you always see the before and after photo. Yes. The after photo always looks a lot worse than the yes. before photo. Because they've exhausted themselves, these runners <laughs> yes. and swimmers. And I don't know how they do it. No. But she's, she's back tomorrow. All right. Well, we'll, we'll definitely catch up with her next week. But thank you, Henry. Always good to see you. There we are. There's a look at what's going on in the markets, what stuff to pay attention to, what stuff uh, you need to be aware of, especially if you're an investor or you're just curious about how it all works. This is CliffCentral.com.